Good morning and welcome to another edition of the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Yours truly, Coles Brown, joined by Charles Edmund. Coming up on today's show, simply call it the guest menu, uh, Charles Edmund, I.C. Morrell. He covers uh, University of Arkansas Pine Bluff Athletics for the Pine Bluff Commercial. Quincy Reshort, former Southern University quarterback, joins us. And then last but not least, Brandon B.J. Jones. Charles, good morning. It's still uh, morning. Sorry about the delay there. How are you doing? Good morning. Good morning. No problems. I mean, sometimes these technical things happen. I definitely respect that and understand it because I've dealt with it myself. So it's just technology is a crazy thing and sometimes. So we understand. Let's get the show going. Well, uh, first and foremost, and, and I agree with that assessment, uh, our thoughts and prayers goes out to everyone who's a, been affected by Hurricane Ian. Uh, terrible tragedy, the loss of lives, um, the economy affected, personal issues, personal people that I know affected. So, um, hey, we just want to continue to lift them up and uh, just want to say that our thoughts and prayers are those affected by uh, the hurricane. And then also, uh, well, after last Saturday night, Alcorn State's Tyler Smith uh, lost his mother and sister to an automobile accident. So our prayers are up also in our thoughts uh, to him, his family, and the Alcorn family. Uh, Charles, uh, you know, a way to just kind of give uh, a sense of memory and um, to to those affected by you know, both tragedies, it's, um, it's, it's kind of hard to overcome that if you're affected by uh, those two particular events. But uh, through life, uh, we, from some form or another, have to uh, deal with, you know, certain type of issues. But um, my thoughts and prayers goes to uh, uh, everyone. After a big victory by Alcorn State last Saturday night, yeah, it sure was. And, um, you know, Coach McNair was pretty shaken on Monday night when he walked in for a show. You could tell that I've been around Coach McNair a while. You could tell something was on his mind. Of course, you kind of knew what was going on, and he still was getting all the details of everything. Um, the family was kind of quiet on, on all the arrangements and everything. I think they're still, they're still trying to work through that. Um, there's been a GoFundMe page set up. Um, that's out there, and their goal is to raise $100,000. And so far, they're well on their way to that in helping um, in, in helping out the family. Because that's a it's a it's a tragic thing. I mean, every you know, you love to see your family come to these games and support you, and of course, you're praying for them to get home safely. And uh, so, this, for that to happen when it happened, coming off a big win over UAPB, uh, was definitely a, a jar, you know, jaw dropping to say the least. So. You know, time will, will heal, but right now there's still, you know, still a lot to discuss with that. There's a GoFundMe page set up, and uh, we'll just see where it goes from there. And, and speaking of, uh, and it's interesting, um, last week, University of Arkansas, Pine Bluff, and Alcorn State, now UAPB on the road again, A.W. Mumford Stadium, Southern University, 6 p.m. game, ESPN Plus, a huge ball game for UAPB. They want to get back on the winning uh, trek for Southern University. After a 24-0 loss to Texas Southern in their conference opener, they want to 
prove that they're much better than what they showed. And so it is a, you can throw out a must win. You can throw out the cliche at the crossroads early on, but it's a, uh, it's a, it's a big game for Southern university. And um, we'll just now bring in the IC Morrell, if we can do so, Roy, or if I need to take a timeout, I can. Um, but uh, if not, uh, I see Morrell. He covers the University of Arkansas Pine Bluff, uh, and he can kind of give us uh, uh, the details on this University of Arkansas Pine Bluff uh, football team. I see. Good morning to you. I, I I appreciate the time you're traveling to Louisiana. I see. Where are you at this point? In the Baton Rouge for the game tonight between JGB and Southern. What is your expected arrival time? Because you, I, I know nothing about North Louisiana, although I'm from Louisiana. That's a long ways from me. When do you expect to arrive in Baton Rouge? I'm thinking 3 o'clock. Nah, that's about right. That's about right. I, I, I can I can believe you on that. You're, you're not a fast driver. You're a safe driver, right? I see. safe <laughs> driver, man. These two-lane roads and... and... Hey, going up near two lane road, I mean, hey, I, I can't do it any other way, man. I can't speed, man. So, um, <laughs> you know, the employer will look down on that. So, I got to take it easy in here. Let's enjoy the scenery. Well, safe travels, Godspeed on your way to Baton Rouge. Uh, let's talk about this Golden Lions football team. Two and two overall, zero and one in the SWAC, coming off a 38 to 21 loss to uh, Alcorn State. And the last time, the last time that UAPB came to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, uh, they had a victory against Southern University in the spring season. So um, how's this football team? Are, are they confident that they can, can return to A.W. Mumford Stadium and uh, get get a win? They're confident. I think the thing that's going to be the difference is can UAPB play good defense for 50 minutes. But they were able to reestablish their own game. Like I said, it at Alcorn State with Kayvon Jordan. They now have an identity as far as the feature back in the game. Power runner, you know, about everything average, about 60 yards to carry. We know about Scholar Perry. He's been talking about for the last five years. He's a kid who's started, but Scholar has, it's even told that he's working with this home. Defensively is the question mark for UATB. Um, and even in their win against Lane Park, I mean, they allowed 14 points. Oklahoma State, you know, they're going to do Oklahoma State, they allowed 63. Last week, they allowed 38 against Oklahoma State after leading 21 to 10, I think, early in the third quarter. So, um, a second here. Right. So, uh, it's just how consistent can the UAPB defense be? Can they get off the field on fourth quarter? It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCU Pride Joy on Facebook and Twitter. Welcome back to the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Charles Edmund, I.C. Morrell. I see we were talking about 
Arkansas Pine Bluffs defense getting a better effort to uh, stop uh, the run. And then also offensively, uh, looking at a UAPB offense that is extremely balanced. Talk about those two things. I'm sorry, say that a little bit again. I, I, I missed it just for one second. I'm sorry. Okay, I was talking about uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff and getting a better effort against uh, the rush. Uh, last week, they struggled stopping the run, and then offensively, um, they seem to be very balanced, and I think that's what they want to do. Talk about those two things going into uh, the game with Southern University uh, tonight. Yeah, again, being able to establish an identity on the run really helped UAPB to be balanced, as you say. Kayvon Britton was able uh, to be sprung again for some big yards. He's averaging uh, a lot of yards per carry. And, I mean, he gave UAPB's offense a big boost with two first-half touchdowns against Alcorn State. And they're going to have to rely on him a little bit against Southern's defense. Uh, Scala Perry, as I said earlier, has the deeper uh wide receiver core to work with defensively. It's just a matter of how consistent uh, can UAPB be because uh, they have some guys, they have some all-conference guys who've come back from last year, but not many. Uh, they do have uh, some playmakers in the linebacker core, and that's kind of where you always begin with with the defense when you look at the identity of a defense, no matter what set you're in. When you look at a guy like Monroe Beard, like Isaac Peppers, who's really played well, although he kind of got moved down to the second string uh, for UAPB, he's been a, a difference maker for the Golden Lions. Their defensive front, they're doing pretty well with guys like uh, – like uh, Anas Lukman, who's a true freshman, a guy who's just uh, playing very well. And it's just a matter – they're not as experienced in the secondary, but they do have a good guy in Nathan Seward uh, who can really get his hands on the ball. So it's just can UAPB cover up Southern pretty well? Can they plug the holes and can they match up really well against Southern's wide receivers? And, and Charles, when I look at, at both of these teams, and we always talk about execution – uh, we talk about, you know, talent on both sides. But I, I wonder where the, 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 the mental aspect, and here's where I'm going with this, um, and, and I see you could jump in as well on this. You get your commentary, uh, your comments. Um, for UAPV, how much do they forget about last week? Because for the second year in a row, uh, they had a big lead at home against Alcorn State the previous year. And then they lost. And then last week, on the road at Alcorn, they're leading at halftime, and they're not able to finish both times. And then Southern University, um, they've had two weeks to stew about being shut out offensively at Texas Southern. So where, guys, do you think do we need to look at from the mental aspect or the makeup of, of both teams coming into this ball game, which again we can't say it enough, is, is very crucial, Charles. Yeah, I think it's more crucial for UAPB. I mean, for the second year in a row, as you mentioned, they blew a big lead, twenty-six to seven. You know, uh, last year at Golden Lions Stadium, as well as they played in the first half, the Braves played just as poorly, and vice versa in the second half. And it was kind of the same deal. Again, last week, we gave UAPB two touchdowns on two short fields. We went for it on a fourth and one from our 21, didn't get it, and they scored, gave them another short field, and they scored the second touchdown. Um, I think for UAPB, to me, I think the bigger deal is can you bounce back after a tough loss like they suffered last week? 
because right now and for Southern and for UAPB, this is to me that you're not going to get their bowl. Whoever loses this game is not going to get there. I mean, let's just be real. I mean, UAPB lost to all corner division game. And I've been saying this, these kind of games count for you twice, actually, when you lose them, because you got to finish ahead of that team because you lose out on a tiebreaker. Southern lost to Texas Southern. Another division loss. So whoever loses this game is probably not going to get there. I mean, if you just want to be brutally honest, that's your favorite phrase, Carlos. Not going to happen. Um, I do think there's more pressure for UAPB to prove that the Alcorn loss, yet again, is a fluke, and they're going to try to bounce back. For Southern University, it's 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 pressure, you know, playing their first division game at home under Eric Dooley, two weeks to stew about it, and I think there's pressure there, too, playing at home. So I, I think for UAPB, they just want to prove that they can bounce back from week to week. I think that's the key for me. For Southern University, it's on a whole nother different level, a whole nother different discussion because Southern was picked to win the West. And if they don't win this game, they're probably not going to win the West. So I think it's a whole different set of pressure and a whole different set of circumstances. Well, it's pressure. So both ways. Every week is pressure. And, you know, win the week, that's what you talk about. You got to go 1-0 this week. And I will say this, Charles, and I say – for both teams, if you're still thinking about last week, I know it's painful. I know it's embarrassing. Some of the adjectives, that's just a few that were used uh, for both fan bases. But you got to have a mentality now like a defensive back. Hey, I gave up an 80-yard touchdown. I can't think about that play anymore. I got to be focused on today because if you do, I, I think it just messes you up mentally. Go ahead, I see. I think UAPB forgot about that loss by the time they got back on the practice field Monday. This is a wide-open conference, and I've said that even with Jackson State being as dominant as they've been the last year or two in the conference, this is wide open. You have, in my opinion, a, a conference of 10 to 12 equally good football teams. There are always going to be at least two football teams that can't match up with the other 10. UAPB matched up pretty well with Alcorn State. Uh, they they plugged some holes wrong, as Coach Gamble said, during the coaches' teleconference, and that's what allowed a guy like uh, Howard to break a 78-yard run there in the fourth quarter and, and break the game open. I think, you know, they, they look at it on practice, and then once they have a chance to work that kink out, it's forgotten about. I mean, Southern is a name brand of its own, and for a school that's only been in the swag 25 years, like the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff, you just want to score a win against a brand name program you missed the opportunity at all corn but i mean actually you, you play better than the score indicated 38 to 21 you just got out to a fast lead and a good team like all corn and coach mcnair made the necessary adjustments and when you have a talented back like jarvion howard who was able to find different holes who was able yeah to find some holes and exploit some things in uapb's defense uh you know that kind of made all the difference there so uh, UAPB, they're worried about Southern. They're worried about getting a win against a brand-name company and, and a brand-name team in Southern University. And, Carlos, you said something pretty important. The last time UAPB went down to Baton Rouge, and it was during a trying season, March of 2021, UAPB won that game 33-30 to 30 
they got off to a really hot hot start in that game as well. I think it was 30 to 3 or something like that. I could be wrong, and then they ended up 33-30, but UAPB held on to win that football game. So anything can go in this game here because when I was looking at the uh, when I was looking at the stats for Southern, they don't have like just one dominant player. Uh, on either side of the ball, you know, they have a, a collection of players. They they dominate by committee if they're going to dominate. But UAPB, they have to have some standout guys on both sides of the ball uh, who can carry them and who can help them to either make the right play or make the key stops. So this is the case where I think UAPB, if they can just find where Southern is weak and if they can make Southern work for it, tire them a little bit, uh, UAPB can score a brand name victory and that brand name victory is going to give them all the confidence that they need to go forward in this conference race. It, it, it's what outside of Jackson state and especially in the Western division, it's still a bit wide open. Uh, you know, one loss will not necessarily cost you the conference championship. I don't think uh, it's, you know, whoever wins the West with one loss will suffer the same fate that Florida A&M did on the East last year. I see. If UAPB is to win, what's the key for for them? Three quick things. Three quick things. Well, number one, go ahead and get off to a fast start. Don't worry about blowing the fast start, but just maintain your intensity. Uh, Put together four quarters. uh, Establish what you're going to establish from start to finish. If you're going to score throwing the ball, you know, keep throwing it down them. If you're going to establish the run, and, and you'll have to at times, you know, keep doing that and wear out the Southern defense. I think the uh, second thing is defensively, you know, find out who's going to be the key player for Southern University and key in on them. But, you know, you can't just double team on anybody. It's Everybody's got to do one eleventh of a team's job when they're out there on the football field. And then number three, if you get opportunities, on special teams, take advantage of those. You know, get points either way you can. Or if you're on offense and you're facing fourth down, you're facing a short field, be sure you convert your third and fourth downs. Well, appreciate the time, I see, driving. Uh, appreciate you uh, uh, being patient with us. We had to make some uh, adjustments, just like on a football game. And But, uh, hey, we're still here to able be able to perform. Uh, Godspeed. Uh, be safe. Be safe, and uh, we'll talk again real soon. Yes, sir. I hope I see you at the game tonight. Yes, sir. Have a good one, I see. Right. Appreciate Talk the time. You, as well. you guys be good careful. See you, I see. Be safe. All right, good. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. All right. Take care. I see is on his way to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We can't state it enough. Uh, ESPN Plus, 6 p.m., Santoria Black Charles is on the play-by-play call, and Ken Moore, color analyst. Also, Carlos James, um, he's going to be the color analyst on their radio uh, call, along with, uh, let's see, LaRon Marbley, play-by-play. So, uh, did you get a chance to see Carlos James last week? I did. I, I did. We had a long conversation. We talked some baseball and uh, we talked about the baseball tournament. Um, there's some discussions about that still ongoing. Um, I asked him about the, the MLB Invitational in uh, Florida. He believes that's a different version of what we 
what we would see in New Orleans. They're different MLB urban academies. So that was just mm-hmm. kind of his thoughts on it, just just talking to him from a basic level. But it's good to see him, Carlos. Good to see him back out and about. Because the last time I saw him this spring, um, he was still you know trying to deal with COVID. It really hit him seriously, really, really hard. And when I saw him, he was still trying to get it going. And uh, he looks really, really good. So it's good, good to see him. You know, good to see him doing some radio stuff. And he knows his football. There's no question about it, even though he's the head baseball coach at UAPB. So it was so good to see Carlos James. On that note, we'll take a quick timeout. When I come back, going to be visiting with Quincy Reshore. Charles Evans, he's a former Southern University quarterback, now a a local attorney. And and here's the thing, and, and you talk about made my day when I was able to talk with him and, um, you know, Sean McCray and the offense, they've been struggling. I know that's an understatement, but I'm going to let Quincy tell you what he told me. And you know what? It makes sense. We'll put it together and he'll tell you about how he had a, just a tremendous season. And how did he have that season? What he shared with me was what former coach, Coach Oliver, had him to do, and then it made everything for him so simple. And that 2003, I was watching that uh, Bayou Classic as Grambling State, Bruce Eugene, over a 1,000 yards of offense. Quincy Reshore beat the struggles. He'll tell you how. You're watching. The Coles Brown Show, right here on the Black College Sports Network. We'll be right back. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Caville of Dr. Caville's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dash, as well as the upcoming week of HBCU sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com That's www.slowburnwaco.com We are making the virtual HBCU experience available wherever you live through Stillman Online. We offer online degrees in business, criminal justice, psychology, and religion. Stillman also offers technology badges in cybersecurity and data analytics. You can participate in all student activities, fraternities and sororities, internships, graduation ceremonies, and much more. Apply for admission today at stillman.edu. Stillman College, where we prepare you for a different world. T. Madden & Associates is a sophisticated and experienced law firm located in your neighborhood. We're turning injury to cash. T. Madden & Associates obtained almost $2 million for my injury. They turned my injury to cash. Now, we can't guarantee how much your injury is worth, 
but we've recovered millions for our clients. Call T. Madnet Associates at 833-PAID-123. That's 833-PAID-123. If you think I'll... Welcome back to this week's edition of the Carlos Brown Show. And once again, we appreciate you tuning in. We had to make some adjustments, but we're here now. Uh, my next guest is uh, no stranger to Southern University. And um, man, I was looking at the highlights of uh, Quincy Reshore, uh, former Southern University quarterback, now uh, a father, now a uh, an attorney. Quincy, uh, Good afternoon. I almost said good morning, but good afternoon. Welcome to the Carlos Brown Show. Oh, no. Good afternoon to you. I appreciate you having me on. I appreciate you uh, coming on. Um, serious conversation. We, we, we talked, and um, uh, Southern University, of course, coming off of a 24-0 loss to Texas Southern. They had a bye week. Everyone is, is wondering what's going on with the offense. Um the struggles with Bashawn McCray, but you, you told me something, and uh, after 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 I thought about it, it, it makes sense because you kind of went through the same thing back in your um, collegiate day day at Southern University. Uh, I want you to just kind of share because I mean you know the position, I don't. Charles Edmund calls the game, but he's no former quarterback. Neither am I. But to, let's just kind of talk about the struggles, and then how you were able to have that. And I point back to that terrific season in uh, 2003, I believe. If I if I don't get that right, uh, Quincy, I'll charge to my head in a middle age uh, moment. But you told me something that Coach Oliver had you to do, and it made the world of difference. Uh, yeah, yeah, when we talked um... – the other day, I told you McCray is super, super talented. He's super athletic, has all the tools that you need as a quarterback. He just has to, um, and it'll come throughout the season, understand what he's looking at. And when I say understand what he's looking at as far as defenses, keys, and just, just clues that he'll understand better and be able to make adjustments during the play and not pre-snap read every play, and then because what happens then, you're able to read through your first read, maybe your second read, but then you also revert back to what you know best. And that's usually running mm. the ball. And that's why you see a lot of running that he does because he's not trusting his eyes maybe and in and, and just process. But he's ridiculously talented. Um, unlike everybody else, I don't worry about him or any, any of the quarterbacks on, on the roster. I know Coach Dooley does a great job with teaching which is what he's going to learn throughout the season. And and once everybody will see once the light bulb clicks for him and he'll be able to go through all his progressions and you'll probably see less running and more passing. And then his receivers will get more comfortable understanding space and, and, and proximity to everybody and be able to make adjustments too. And it'll click. Um, everybody's panicking, but you got to understand with the swag, the first couple games, 
we call them the money games. That's your views of play, and, and, and you learn your team. You learn different, different, different defense a lot of time. Now you get into the meat of your schedule, and now everybody the rubber hits the road, and he's he'll be fine. He, he'll be fine. They'll all be fine. Now you told me, Coach, mm-hmm. former, uh, I guess, offensive coordinator, Coach Alva, now the head coach at Santa Monica High School. Uh, locally, he had you to do something, and you said it made the world different for you. What what was that? Um, he he had me sitting in a lot of defensive meetings, and he had me sitting in a lot of defensive meetings because he said once you understand that if a linebacker drops, that means underneath is open, or if he comes up, that means the 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 the, the center of the field is open, and understand the concepts of defenses. And when he had me do that, I was able to process a lot more and a lot quicker because I understood the concepts that they were going to do. Because if it's cover two, cover three, cover four, they all end up being the same thing once you understand where everybody goes. And he had me sit there and watch a lot of the defensive meetings, film, and truth be told, I think he might even send me to the scout team a couple of times just to understand the concept. Because football is all about concepts and um Everybody does a version of the same thing. It's just who can process it the fastest and get it to where it needs to be. And that's where you see the difference in team. And, and then, too, Quincy, now you tell me, um, you know, your protection, your O-lineman, that works in conjunction with what you're, you're, you're seeing. And so with that being said, did it click immediately after – um, several meetings, or it, it was instantly? No, it, it wasn't instantly. Um, it's a process because you have to – it's so much going on with every snap. It, it, it's so many people moving uh, because when you put stuff on the whiteboard, the X's and the O's make sense until one X moves and then another one moves, and now everything has – yeah, everything's a little different. So it, it was a long, long, long process and broke it down to maybe the fundamentals of football. Um, and when you understand that, football can be a simple game. Um, but he had me do that a lot, and, and, and it made the world a difference because at every level it gets a little more complicated, it gets a little more faster. Um, but when, when, when you're really understanding everything, it slows back down for you and everybody's mm. moving in slow motion because you just comfortable and, 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 and it's reacting and you almost can predict what some people do. And so you're anticipating that happening and, and it comes, but it was a long time. I mean, this is spring, summer during the season. Um, it's a lot of film watching and, Sometimes he would just have me just stand back there, literally just stand back there, and you could see the choreographed dance of of defenses and offenses um, and protections because um, in the swag we don't have many uh, six seven uh, three oh five rock hard linemen. We have um, a lot of athletes playing, line. and so you have to be able to make sure that. Um, if that guy's unblocked, he's yours. And if not, 
you'll hear the crowd say, ooh, and you realize you messed up because they smacking you. Man, you know, that's interesting, Charles. Just uh, Quincy talking about the concepts and, and, and you know, the foundation, and, 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 and it's a process. And then, too, from a mentality standpoint, a quarterback is the leader, but but then he's the blunt of the criticism a lot of times, but oh. he didn't miss the protection. So that's a tough thing. So I guess I'm saying you got to have a certain uh, mentality. And I, and I guess if you don't have it, you have to learn quickly to, to, to get tougher mentally. A, a, am I off base on that, Quincy? Um. Not really. Um, I always say quarterback is a position that gets uh, way too much praise and way too much blame. Um, but the mentality comes, but I was fortunate enough to have 10 other guys that, that, that where I, uh, where I fell short, they picked me up and vice versa. And so I don't want to put it all on the quarterback. It's, 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 I heard the last guest say it's one of one eleventh of the, of the offense. And, um, I was thankful those guys really did a lot for me um, as far as helping me also understand because we all did the defensive meetings. So that way, maybe I missed the blitz or, 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 or somebody coming up. And that's where a line, I mean, a receiver was able to point it out to me and catch my attention because we all understood the concepts and the goal of what we was trying to get to. And so it, it, the quarterback has to be that. But I don't want to put it all on him because um, if he throws a perfect pass and they never catch it, then and vice versa. And if they yeah. run a great route and he never, he never throws it, so everybody has to be working in harmony. And 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 it's just fortunately the quarterback gets a lot of attention, but you got to be ready for that attention when it comes because uh, the lights get bright, and and he just has to have a team that'll be there to support him and have his back on the ups and downs and sometimes just make a play for him because football is so mental to where um, uh, uh, you can throw a screen pass and it turns into a 70-yard touchdown and it goes in as a quarterback, you're clicking now. Um, Everybody's excited and you roll off a momentum. And so he just they just got to help him and pick him up and, and just be his protector in all phases, mentally, physically, spiritually, because it can take a toll on you. And, and when, when McCray moves well, they all move well. The defense gets excited, put points up, the fans. I'm an offensive guy, so, of course, I love points. The crowd loves points. Um, I don't know about that defense wins championship things. I'm an offensive guy. But <laughs> it, it, it does – it, it, it does build a lot of momentum for him. And once once he gets in his rhythm, the team gets in their rhythm, and I'm confident. I've known Coach Dula since I was 17 years old. I'm a little older than 17 right now, but a long time. And um, no doubt in my mind he's going to get him ready. Matter of fact, I talked to him Thursday, and he was super confident. He's like, he's going to be okay. He just has to get back to um, – Trusting his abilities too, because you got to remember something got him there, and 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 once he realizes that he has super talent, he'll be all right. I'm not as I'm not as worried as everybody else. <laughs> 
Maybe I'm yeah. overconfident, but I think I think he'll be okay, and I think they'll be okay, especially coming back. It's nothing like um, playing a home game after a loss like that, because now you're playing in front of your family, your friends, your classmates, everyone, and you want to do well for them because if you don't, if you thought you heard about that loss the Monday after the Texas Southern, just wait till Monday comes this week. Charles, if you have a question for Quincy Richard, and Charles did say he remembered you, uh, Quincy, he calls the games for the Alcorn State <laughs> Radio Network. Man, Charles, have it's that. crazy. <laughs> but wait, wait. Fun fact: before he even starts talking, oh three, we lost one game. So oh, one game, and that game just so happened to be on the day I was born, my Ugh. birthday. I, and so I can remember like yesterday, maybe that might have been why we lost because I had the biggest part in my head planned after we beat all corner <laughs> and celebrate. And then in the back of the end zone, we lose. I, so I oh, yeah. That. I think that was Mr. Spiller, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> he got one foot in, and that's all you needed. I remember it. How you doing, boss? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. You know, you. You know, the way I look at the, the, the Southern, and we got Southern in a couple of weeks, so I'm looking forward to coming down there. You know, it, Coach Dooley coming back home, first year's head coach at Southern University. You talked about McRae. He's he's a tra- he's a JUCO come, coming from that rank. Do you think that transition, and I think a lot of a lot of fanfare with Coach Dooley winning the, the West last year, Prairie View coming home, and 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 a lot of the Southern fans love his hires. Just that whole pressure coming home, and it should be easy when it's not. Then you lose to Texas Southern, get shut out for the first time in 50 years against Texas Southern, and a lot of people are kind of set back by it. But then you have a quarterback in McRae who's still learning the system, and Coach Dooley's learning him. So this learning curve and I know in sports today, there is no honeymoon. Carlos talked about it, you know, the honeymoon period is over, but there still is a honeymoon period in putting this thing together. Are, are people kind of overdoing this? And I know you, you know, Aaron Rodgers says, relax. Is that kind of where the Jaguar nation needs to be? Relax. Uh-huh. It's going to be okay. It's just his first year on the job at Southern University. Uh, is, is there a panic mode there? And there should there be? I mean, there's pressure with coaching. There's no question about it. There's pressure being the quarterback. There's no question about that. But when you when your quarterback and coach come in at the same time and you're trying to learn the systems and learn each other, there is a learning curve. Albeit Florida Memorial, albeit LSU, albeit Texas Southern, it's just the fourth game, and the learning curve after three games just isn't there. So is there, is 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 the panic that that I'm feeling from the Jaguar Nation is it warranted or unwarranted? Is it still early? Everybody just needs to take a deep breath. Um, I don't think it's time to hit the panic button because you got um a lot of people got to understand the dynamics of college football has changed for everybody. Period. Because you have a first year coach coming back, you have your quarterback coming back, but now with the transfer transfer portal and things like that, sometimes you may have six of your 11 starters just meeting each other in the fall. Um, and, and, and I don't, it just, I'm going to take some time. 
the um the swag is one of those leagues to where um it's true any given night you can be beat it just takes a a, a turn of a ball here a turn of a ball there and, and i think a lot of people are panicking but they got to realize that uh coach richards always tell us this they have kids on scholarship too at the mother teams and so the dynamics of college football to where Texas Southern is building their recruiting back up. And so they may have stronger kids and so would every school. So yeah, maybe we might've beat Texas Southern nine out of 10 times in the eighties and nineties and 2000. But you got to understand that they have a coaching staff that's working hard. They have kids that are working hard and, 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 and maybe they just got better this year. It doesn't necessarily mean that we had a bad day. Maybe they just got better. Um, which is totally possible, but I think it's too early in the season for anybody to hit the panic button because you really don't even know what you have right now um, because they hadn't played a lot of SWAT games, so you don't have a bunch of film on a bunch of other teams. You, um, I heard you guys talk about who's the star players and who's not. You're really filling it out that, that'll work itself out, but um, the SWAT is getting better, period, and it's a good thing for the league, HBCUs, and I think um, once people realize that and, and enjoy the moment and not necessarily look to the past, but enjoy the present moment and look forward to the progression that each player, team, coach is making, then I think that it'll be a, a lot more enjoyable for everybody. Let, let me ask you this, Quincy, real, real quick. Do you think considering the difficulty of the loss two weeks ago, and I know the Jaguar Nation, some still stewing over it. Carlos said last week he's gotten over it. I know some Jaguar fans haven't gotten over it, and it's been two, um, it's been two weeks. This bye week, do you think, was that a good thing? Or do you think as a player, considering the difficulty of that loss, would you like to just get back out there seven days later and prove that it was a fluke? Do you think that bye week, you think people are still stewing over it, players still stewing over it? You know, if you try to move on, but you know, everybody's on social media. People are still talking about it. Would you have liked to see a bye uh, a bye week? Would that have helped, or just getting back out there last week? Would, would that have helped to try to get the stench off that loss? I, I actually think the bye week was a good thing because um, maybe they might have panicked a little more if they went dead into a game and not actually be able to look at the good things they did in that game and the bad things they did in that game and make those corrections and also you got to remember too these kids have been gone since what uh maybe early mid-august practicing and so it, it, it they, they played lsu they they played a bunch of football in a month and a half time span so just a down period just to have a mental release and a physical release and get your body rejuvenated I think that actually probably helped a lot. Um, and, and it gives you a little bit more time to to prepare for your next opponent. So you know a little bit more of the tendencies and their weaknesses and strengths. So, um, and this is a different kid today too. There's so much, uh, there's so many things getting their attention to where I don't think they have the opportunity to stew over losses because the newest, hottest, whatever is catching their attention. And, as much as social media can be a bad thing for them, I think they can also, they, they're, they're using it more as a motivator too because they like seeing the great comments. They like seeing the praises. And it's that instant gratification that they can get right now that they 
gonna use as a motivation for this week and the weeks to come. But um, I think that it was a good, actually a good thing. It, it was probably a blessing in disguise. Um, and 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 truth be told, as a player, I think the fans probably put a lot more emphasis on things that players don't like. We're, we're sad we lost, but we know we got to get ready for another game when you're playing. And so you just want to make improvements. And, 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 and I think that by a week, you'll see a bunch of um, little nicks and knacks, injuries that, that may have been lingering for the last couple of weeks. They, they heal a little more. So you see a little more pep in somebody's step. Um, they get that second win. And I think it actually was a good thing. Um, and, and I'm, there's nothing better off of bye week than to come and play a swag game and prove to everybody who was wrong. And, and you know, Quincy, one of the things that, uh, as we'll go back to a, a Coach Dooley when he was uh, introduced as a 20th, I believe, head football coach at Southern University, and uh, immediately I saw the former players that rallied around him because. Truth be told, I don't. I didn't feel the same thing, albeit still early. And of course, Coach uh, Dooley, thirteen years under the icon, Coach Richardson. But I, I just, you didn't kind of see or get that feeling of the player. The former players were as close to, to to the previous coach, but that was then. This is now. How important is that uh, for Southern University? Uh, football because that could make a, a a big difference now and in the future. Uh, I want everybody to understand this part of Coach Dooley. The reason a lot of us came back and are coming back because we every uh, we go to the hotel and talk to the team now. But the reason we do that is because Coach Dooley was when we played he was equally as concerned about our stats as our grades, as our families, as our friend. Uh, he, he cared about the person, not just a player and not just uh, a number on the jersey. And so when he did that for us, it only made sense for us to pay that respect back because he is family to us. Um, and I tell everybody it'll pay for It'll, it'll pay huge going forward because unlike the Power Five conferences, um, graduates from Southern Union become, if they want to stay in the game, they become high school coaches. And so when they become high school coaches, it'll make it easier for Coach Dooley to go into the locker room of a high school and talk to a kid or talk to a family because um, his former players go vouch for him and give that, that's, that, 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 confidence and family that if that kid chooses Southern University that they are going to a place to where um, the coach wants to see your son progress from a young boy to a man and just win not only in football but in life and that's the advantage that Southern's going to have with Coach Dooley because he's not only to mention he's, he's from New Orleans where and in my opinion, probably the best, some of the best talent in not just Louisiana, the country comes from that area. And so when he can go in and get those kids and 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 speak to the families and talk to that history that 
tradition and say, I'm going to send you, your, your son back a man and ready for the world, then you'll see Southern University continue to keep going up and up. Um, and that's why I, I really do think that, that, that Southern fans need to see the bigger picture and not just a 24 nothing loss to Texas Southern. Um, will it be this year? I hope. But if it doesn't, I'm confident that Coach Dula can go in the living room of some kid, some family, and bring the pieces that they that he needs in, and as well as mold the pieces that he already have. Because you got to remember, um, he don't know a lot of those kids. That that's 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 the the previous administrations were groups and schemes, and so he has to find a way to fit those kids that he have into his scheme, and they have to find a way to do what they do best and, and make it a perfect marriage. That way you can see the end product, but um, it's going to take a little more time than a couple of months. Um, right. I understand. And that's um, everything. Point well taken. Uh, Travis has a, a, a question and kind of a, a comment question and I kind of tie it in and once again, appreciate your time, Quincy. Um, here on the Carlos Brown show. He says, Quincy was one of the most accurate quarterbacks in Jaguar history. Carlos asks him, do he know what was his number his senior year at this point? He says, I think he had the same number, uh, numbers as Shadua Sanders, maybe more. And Quincy, we <coughs> talked about, we talked about that 2003, as you see the highlights from the Bayou Classic, but you told me something and I guess I didn't realize it. You only played, and that offense was so explosive, only, and correct me if I'm wrong, you only played two complete games in that season? Two. Um, wow. All, all corn, uh, you know what happened that was <laughs> the result of that game. And, uh, and, the, Bayou, and the Bayou Classic, um, we were beating people to where um, we probably third quarter, we were in – letting everybody else get a chance but and what that did also was get some other kids some film time and so you've seen those guys getting film time and now they're getting in the game and it just pays forward um you mentioned uh sanders that kid is nice i i mean as much you got to call a spade a spade he's he's a nice kid but he's you could tell and it'll tie back into what i said about understanding concepts you could tell he's well-trained in what he's looking at, and it's not luck throws he's making. He's understanding time and space and proximity of what defenses are doing and reading them and getting the ball to the right spots. But that kid is super, super talented. Um, I wish him the best, unless they're playing us. Um, <laughs> then I hope he doesn't <laughs> do as well, but I think I saw his stats the other day. He might be at like 12, 13, 1400 yards already, maybe, mm-hmm. um, which is amazing. And and, and his accuracy, I, I watched a couple of their games. And when you're finishing game with, with uh, four or five incompletions, you're really doing something. But he also has receivers. And you could tell everybody understanding what needs to be done. And it's a, just a, a choreographed dance and it looks beautiful when they do it together. And, uh, but I like that kid. Um, 
I, I wish him the best. I mean, he reminds me a lot of um, the old Jackson State quarterback, uh, uh, Robert Kent, who was uh, he's called Superman. Um, oh, okay. I thought you were gonna say Daryl Asbury. <laughs> no, <laughs> I remember Robert Kent, man. Robert Kent was and Daryl Asbury still still uh, avoided me for some reason, but I, I'll catch him. He's in Baton Rouge. But yeah, now Sanders is is, is great, uh, and I actually like what Coach Brown is doing for, for the SWAT HBCUs. Period, and I think it's only going to better the whole conference, and you'll see more and more top level talent, not just considering HBCUs and SWAT, but actually going to them. Um, and it'll elevate everybody and make everybody step up. So hats off to, I guess, that whole Sanders family for what they're doing for HBCU football right now. Last question. Senior year, do you remember how many passing yards you had? I have a number in my I, head, but. I, I, I don't. Um, this is why I wish my dad was sitting right next to me because my dad remembers all the numbers. He probably can tell you the incompletions, the interceptions. I don't. Um, I, 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 it may be 35, maybe, maybe 3,500. No, no, it wasn't. That's what I was thinking, 33 to 3,500. Yeah. Yeah, maybe something I'll tell like you that. What. Um, Somebody will remember. You know, you have a lot of smart people watching these shows, but – um and, and, and excuse me, I won't go too deep into this. I said that was the last question, but um I, I, I remember me me and my best friend were talking on campus and lo and behold, there's Quincy Reshore coming. We had a talk and um I'm glad you considered and you stayed the course and that two thousand and three season just just special and and you know after that season let me, let me tell you what me and my best friend said man we wish quincy had one more year because we saw how you went from a to z just like that and now it makes sense from our conversation the other but, night concept you gotta remember too though you gotta remember too though that team was full of people from that had waited their time um got bigger stronger because we all came in in 99 and 2000 together so we had been together for a long time and so we were really like a family and there's a lot of people on that team that would made me look a hell of a lot better than i really was um i'm eternally grateful for them and to them and we still all talk to this day and i don't know if i don't know if college football can have teams like that with the landscape it is of today's football um yeah it's quick satisfaction gratification yeah yeah Yeah. yeah, i hope they i hope they do because beyond football now we're getting older and now we're beating up and our kids are knowing each other uh and so it's creating a whole nother generation of, of 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 family for us and it means a hell of a lot but those guys, are, uh, they, they they give me a lot. Once again, they give me a way more credit than I deserve because those guys were pretty pretty awesome. You got to remember Chris Davis and uh, Alfred R. and James Vernon because I, I think Vernon was maybe 
the fourth or fifth receiver on that team who the next year was all world because he was a hell of a mm-hmm. he was a hell of a talented. He just waited his time. And I think that I think Coach Zula's gonna find a way to do that for this team that 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 bring it back that magic and it'll pay it forward. I just need my uh diehard Jaguar fans to to, to understand that uh, it's a process and, 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 and support him. Um and the guys, um, because that goes a long way. I can tell you he's a former player. Just having, like you said, that conversation we had at the basketball game and just somebody saying it'll get better and, and support because you, you 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 get down on yourself quick. And um, my, like my dad always says, nobody needs anybody when they're at the bottom. It's, I mean, when they're at the top, it's the bottom that you need everybody to lift the, t- uh, the, the rising tide and lift all boats. And, and so today I think you'll see a difference um, and a win. <laughs> I'm calling it. I'm calling it right now. And uh, I'm calling all corn too. I hear you <laughs> on that. Quentin, it has been a pleasure uh, interviewing you. Uh, you won't be a stranger. I'll bring you back. And um, oh. next time we come back, we, we, we'll, we'll talk some more and then uh, we'll – We'll let you have the chance to do some, get some picks in. You know, I, oh, my ple- my pleasure in life is to try to have a better record for the week against Charles Edmund when we're picking because you know he <laughs> he's a smooth operator. But uh, <laughs> uh, hey, when Alcorn comes in a couple of weeks, I, I, I'm going to make. I I hope they let me give the pregame. Let me run them out from the field. I I, I don't ask for much. All corn in Jackson State. Not that they need any motivation, and I'll quietly go over to the medical tent afterwards. The sequence <laughs> you're much younger than I am. <laughs> but um, uh, guys, I really do. Um, I appreciate you guys for having me on. Just talking football. Period. Um, so much going on right now. It's good to have that release and just talk something fun have fun um, so i appreciate you guys um i don't know who all corn's playing um but good luck if they are and uh we're off this week in a couple weeks y'all yeah yes yeah uh, all corn's uh, off this week and but, jackson uh, state interesting huh okay but we'll uh, two of the teams that you get fired up for and boy you know say no more jackson state you know what? I'm just gonna be be quiet until all corners been steady building the program too. All corners steady been. Oh yeah, the they're very good, very good program. Fifteen years, I, I'll give credit where it, where it's due. They've been steady building that program, and they have a pipeline of recruits from somewhere out there that they've been able to capture, and they get they're getting better. Um, no, not getting better. They are good, um, and we always respected them. We always knew it was gonna be a game. Um, but it's just the swag is getting better, and it's, it's more fun to watch. Yeah, it, it definitely is. So you and your family continue to stay safe and be blessed, and uh, we'll talk again real soon. Appreciate your time. Enjoy the rest ah, of the weekend, you. Quincy. Love, love, man. Love. Appreciate y'all. All right. Thanks a lot. That was Quincy Reshort. And, and, you know, Charles, that, that kind of brings things back into a perspective. You know, I host this show, co-host, 
I'm a, an alum. I'm a fan as well. And and truly, Charles, I have gotten over last week. But you know what? That crowned the moment for me. Yes, that's true. That's true because maybe because I'm getting older. I'm in my middle ages now, <laughs> heading toward the uh, upper room. You know, but um, it, it just makes sense. It, it, it's a process, and and maybe sometimes the emotional part, the fan part, comes out. Um, and, and last week I had to uh, just get stuff off my chest, you know. And I'm not gonna go back into that, you know, last, you know, last week discussion. But I will say this: if you're talking about a coach after one loss and the kids and and some feeling, oh, he's not the guy. I've lost faith. That's what I was referring to. Shame on you. And you're silly. You're still silly for that. But anyway, Quincy dropped uh, some inside, you know, uh, information about going through some of the same things that McCray. And, and what did he talk about? Concepts. Um, in those meetings, it's a process. And let's see. Let's just see what happens tonight at 6 p.m. Charles, I know you'll be tuning in on ESPN Plus to watch. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm anxious to see, um, and I know you're going to be asking for predictions. So I have an interesting take on this game tonight, Southern UAPB, as well as Valley and Florida A&M. But uh, it, it is early. But unfortunately, and we just have to be in, in the moment. Unfortunately, that's just not how fandom is. Yes, we're you and I and others are kind of dinosaurs. You build a program. It takes time, all of that. We get that. We know that. We understand that. But unfortunately, fandom is not like that in 2022. You want to see... Well, Charles, don't say we're dinosaurs, okay? We are chameleons. Well, that too. I, I get that too. Well, we change. We, we change with the times. We we change. But I think we understand that you have to build a program block by block. Unfortunately, in today's world of mega books, NIL, and just, and I think even with what Jackson State's doing to Coach Sanders, I mean, a day to go, that team was, you didn't even hear about them as far as them in the championship conversation. They've been through Harold Jackson and Kamaji and those other coaches that James Bell. And now you see where they are right now, the facilities and how they're just taking off leaps and bounds. And it's got people, you know, accelerating their, their processes a little bit. But it still takes a little bit of time in most cases. And I think Southern University is in that, in that boat. For us, it's taken a little time. For the first time, you have a quarterback on our roster that wasn't there last year, Aaron Allen. You know, the, he's still trying to figure it out. He threw for under 100 yards last week, but yet we scored 38 points because we ran for over four, almost 400 yards. So it takes a little time. We, can, You know, it's a little bit different dynamic. But fans looking at it right here and right now and just the ever-changing landscape, and they think it's just supposed to automatically change with it. It doesn't always happen that way. So I just, and I think what Quincy Richard said is exactly right. You just have to take a deep breath. But when you have this great hire, and I think it was a great hire hiring Dooley coming back home. I think people assumed and expected it for all to just fall in place right away. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. And right now, it's a little bit of a struggle and I'm anxious to see how Southern playing at home, coming off a loss in the division and in conference, how they're going to bounce back following a bye week. 
think it's going to be interesting. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a huge test. You said it last week, Carlos, under the previous administration at Southern, when their backs were against the wall, what happened? They found a way to fight back and get to the championship game. It's going to be interesting to see because even though it's a long season, when you lose a division game like that, and even though it's kind of equal on the Western side, it's wild. It's early, but it's late if you lost a division game because now you're relying on tiebreakers. Now it's kind of out of your hands. You can do everything right, but if the team that you lost to doesn't do their part, which is lose, you haven't gained any ground. So this is a big game coming up for Southern and UAPB, and I'm anxious to see how how both teams respond. It's a big game because it's the next game as well. Um, you still have to win the week. And the moment is now. Got to go one to zero this week. We know all corners coming in. You got Prairie View the following week. But laser focus on today. You win the week. BJ is awaiting us. So we're going to take a quick timeout when we come back. We still have to go over last week's games in the conference. We'll also preview this week's schedule. Also, there's plenty more to talk about. Key matchup tonight, Jordan Lewis, Southern University versus UAPB. Left tackle, Mark Evans. You know, you got a matchup there. Can Arkansas Pine Bluff plug the defense? Texas Southern two weeks ago had gave up 300 yards of rushing in consecutive games. Southern was not able to make it three games in a row to establish the run. Southern is still leading the conference in rushing, but it's the passing offense that everyone is looking for mark improvement. Can Bashawn McCray uh, get it done? Also, according to a source, there's that word, that Bubba McDaniels has kind of been getting some work with the number twos. If McCray struggles, will we see McDaniels? A whole lot of intrigue coming into this 6 p.m. game against University of Arkansas Pine Bluff. I'll have my prediction on that game. Charles will have his. Charles, if I didn't know any better, I, 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 I think you're you're not doubting Thomas, but you're sounding the alarm. This is a must game for Southern University. But we'll have all of that with BJ. You're watching the Carlos Brown Show on the Black College Sports Network. We'll We're exactly the same. Think again. This is always ultra thins reinvented with the always triple protection system. This Padwick's gush is 90% faster. Absorbs even more so you can feel dry. And locks odors in. Rethink your pad for up to 100% leak-free and odor-free comfort with the totally reinvented Always Ultra Thins. This is always like never before.
Welcome back to this week's edition of the Colors Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Boy, we've got all colors represented. Gold, yellow, purple. Charles Edmund, now B.J. Jones joins us. B.J., good afternoon. How you doing? Doing pretty good, Carlos, man. How's it going? Well, it, it, it's going all right. Hey, it's another Saturday, another chance for teams to get better. Uh, the last time we talked to you, of course, Southern, 24-0 to zero loss to Texas Southern. They've had two weeks to uh, stew over that, but I hope, hopefully, they hadn't had to be, you know, stewing on that for the whole two weeks. They've gotten past that. BJ, in your career, have you ever been in a situation where you lost a disappointing, or where you lost a game, you were disappointed, and now from a mental standpoint, I keep focusing on the mental, you have to get better and have kind of a short memory. Have you ever been in that situation in your playing career or coaching? Yes. I was on the team, I was on the team in 2005 that went to Mississippi and lost to Mississippi Valley. Remember that one? Yeah, <laughs> and they allowed y'all back yeah. on the bus, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, because, you know, when I hear that, the last time Southern I can remember got shut out was against Valley on national TV, and uh, Coach Odoms took over after that. But, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it, it's tough. You know, everybody's down on you. You hear, and I know all teams go through that. You know, do you think Prairie View – Student athletes, when they had that, what, 88-game losing streak? I'm not comparing one loss to 88, but you get my drift. I, I, I think you mm -hmm. got to kind of live in the moment, short memory, and be laser sharp. What about this Southern University team tonight? Six p.m. The biggest thing is, man, you, you can't let that Texas Southern loss turn into a second loss. Uh, you have to get that game behind you and focus on the regular season. If, if you play this season the way that you're capable of, then it puts you in position where you can make it to the conference championship game. All right? But you can't let that loss linger on and cause you a second loss and then a third. And then after that, it starts snowballing. Um, so you have to have a short memory. Uh, get back in the lab. Uh, look at the things that you, where you made mistakes. Uh, work on that, those growth opportunities, and continue to strengthen your strengths. Uh, you know, the season is long. Um, I tell people all the time, this is chess. This ain't checkers. You know, people be wanting to crown a champion the second, third week of the season, and that's not the way it works. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Well, I'm kind of getting two concepts. Charles is saying that, and I'm sure he's agreeing with what we're saying, what you're saying, but I, but I say, I feel a butt is coming, but it's the moment <laughs> with they're in a – it's almost like – I don't want to put words in my mouth. Charles, is it a dire situation or is just a concerning situation is where you're going with this? It's a concerning situation. I'm, I mean, it's still early. There's, there's no doubt about it. But when you, I look at these schedules, and I know we don't talk about it quite enough, but Southern is in a front-loaded division schedule early on. All right, so you just lost to Texas Southern. You got a bye week. You got UAPB, you got Prairie View, and you got Alcorn. You can't afford to lose another game at this point. You still got two-thirds of the season to go. Another loss right now, you can pretty much 
pretty much pull the plug. Pretty much because now you got to look at the tiebreakers. It's one thing when you're playing a team from the East and you can use that game to leverage if you win in the West. But you just lost a Western Division opponent. Then you got another. Then you got another. Tiebreakers will catch up with you. The calendar catches up with you. The schedule catches up with you because you run out of games and the calendar, you run out of time. So that's why it's concerning. Just think about it right now. I mean, Southern doesn't have a tiebreaker on Texas Southern. Any tiebreak they lose out on, that's one team. If Southern doesn't bounce back, then you got Pine Bluff that you lost out on as well as Texas Southern. So I, just, I it's concerning. You got a first-year coach. You got McRae. Is he the guy? There's still questions there. I mean, and I understand it. You got a first-year head coach, first-year mm-hmm. first quarterback at this level, still trying to learn, as Quincy Richard said in the last <coughs> segment. Uh, you know, for me, it's just a little bit concerning if I'm a fan of the SWAC and following Southern. I know BJ being a former player is a long season, but there's some things they definitely have to work on. Getting out of the gates fast, you know, the first pass, I believe, against Texas Southern was a turnover. Uh, you had three turnovers. The defense played lights out in the second half, but you can't start out slow. If they And, Carlos, you've said this so many times. When Southern is playing at home, the expectation from fans, you know, whether it's at the Baby Dome, whether it's at Mumford, whether it's at Heinz Field, there's a little bit of angst, I would imagine, from the Jaguar Nation because of what happened a couple weeks ago. So Southern's going to have to start fast. They're going to have to play fast and play from out in front. If not, if they lose this game, it's going to be tough to to get to where they want to be Everybody expects them, the prognosticators expect Southern to win the West. They don't win this game, it's probably not going to happen. On, on paper, you can map it out, but in reality, probably not. So that's why I'm saying it's a little bit concerning, not desperate, but a little bit concerning. You get shut out two weeks ago, how you bounce back? That, to me, is the big question. Okay. Now, with that being said, what if? What if they win the next two? What if they win tonight and then they go to Prairie View, then they come home and they beat Alcorn? See, that's what I'm saying. It's, I mean, I, I know the focus is on that, but BJ, what, what if they get on a winning streak? The quarterback play gets better. I, I just concerning, yes, not desperate, and. In a season, a lot of times, who can overcome adversity? Because you're going to face it. Someone's facing it early. BJ? Hey, if that happens, you're talking about two very, very happy Jags uh, on this side. I don't know how Charles will be feeling over there with who he will beat all corn, but I mean, well, let sure you know, man, it's weird. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's week to week, man, and it's a long season. And, you know, you can get that momentum started tonight, but it starts uh, tonight with Arkansas Pine Bluff. You got to go 1-0 uh, from here on out. And you can't achieve those goals without doing that. Um, so that's the most important thing, and I'm pretty sure, knowing Coach Julie the way that I know him, that's what he's nailing home right now. Well, with that being said, that is a, a, a big ball game. Um, you could say that's the game of the week, but I think it's a co-game of the week 
uh, of this week. But l- let's turn attention quickly to uh, last week, uh, Saturday, September 24th. There's no question, my humble opinion, Jackson State is the number one team in the conference. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. 49-7 over Mississippi Valley State. Uh, Bethune-Cookman over Grambling State. There have been some fans that are not pleased with Grambling State. Quote, their coach, could we consider him in that category of celebrity coach? Like Coach Sanders, if you disagree, please feel free to tell me you disagree. Grambling loses to Bethune-Cookman, 36-19. University of Texas San Antonio over Texas Southern. Texas Southern's playing up. They're coming off a big victory. They lost 52-24, but played tough. Played tough for the first half. Uh, FAMU over Alabama and them, 38-25. I'm hearing, I saw uh, Coach Maynard is not happy. Uh, kind of a quick handshake and some words exchanged with uh, Willie Simmons. Emotions, emotions. Prairie View over Alabama State, 24-15. And, of course, Alcorn State over Pine Bluff, 38-21. BJ, Jackson State, number one in the conference right now. It's not even close. And I have to uh, just be uh, very transparent with that. And you know how I feel about Jackson State and Southern, that rivalry, but they are, without a doubt, they're on a full-game winning streak. They're the best team in the conference right now. No debate. No debate. Charles, no debate? No, no debate at all. Um, Boy, you, you sound so enthusiastic I, I, about that. I mean, it's, you know, <laughs> I, I think you're looking for a reason Well, I mean, to, to say, I mean, well, they, hold on. They're good. They, they, they're good. I, I was looking at the Tennessee State game uh, and, you know, just the, the, the struggles there. Uh, and obviously, they trailed early against Valley. I mean, so we, we we talk, there's no perfect situation, but right now Jackson State has been dominant, especially in the second half against, you know, they trailed early against Valley. Their defense was great against Tennessee State. So the word domination, that's what Coach Sanders uses, and clearly they have been dominant for the most part so far this year. October 29th, that's going to be, I'll, I'll get to see Jackson State up close firsthand, throw rivalries out when those two, two, two teams get together. Uh, but that's how it went last week. Um, any other game, uh, BJ, Grambling State, some of the fans are, I guess, putting Coach Jackson in the same category uh, as far as disappointment with um, Coach Dooley two weeks ago. Uh, do you believe Grambling State fans have a reason to be very concerned? Relax. R E L A X, relax. I mean, if you look at Grambler, man, it's, it, it, it looks like last week watching that ball game, they had the drops at the most inopportune times. Offensively, Grambling, Grambling did what they wanted to do against Bethune Cookman. There was a, a drop, a turnover, something that stalled out drives. Um, and the special teams was horrendous. Um, and they got to get that under control as they, you know, head to face-off against Prairie View in the State Fair Classic tonight. That is going to be interesting as well. Well, let's kind of jump right into it. Uh, Saturday, a new month. Happy October. Breast Cancer Awareness Month. 
I'm glad I got through that one. I'll have to tell you the story about uh, a blooper. Take out uh, cancer, and you'll see what I said. I said breast awareness. I left cancer out, and um, uh, I, I had it took me about ten years to live that down. But it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month here in October. But Don Cookman at Alabama A&M. BJ, Alabama A&M, very disappointing season so far. Can they get their first win today? It's on the Bulldogs Sports Network. It's homecoming, 2 p.m. Man, they better, man. There's a lot of people up there on the hill, man. Got high expectations. Uh, feeling like, hey, if we don't bounce back here, Grambling comes to the Hill next week. Um, you could possibly be looking at 0-6 if you don't get this thing turned around quickly. Um, defensively, wow. Alabama and them playing a lot better. Offensively, they've been out to lunch. Um, and that's kind of crazy. It's been the, the role reversal for Alabama A&M. Um, and, they, and, they, and Bethune Cookman, man, coming in, they feel like they let one get away against Alabama A&M a year ago in that Thursday night game. Um, so they're coming in with a lot of momentum coming off that Grambling win. Who do you have in this game? Man, this is a tough one. Uh, I, I highlighted who I thought would win, but I, I, I got Bethune Cookman. I think I think you can. Think you get. I, I think that. I think uh, right now I'm leaning Bethune Cookman. Charles. Yeah, I'm leaning Bethune Cookman too. I mean, I, I go back even last year the way they finished last season. You know, they beat all corner, one of the biggest upsets of the year, a year ago. I think Coach Sims, and thoughts and prayers with folks down there, you know, I saw the video footage You're of right. the campus being hit, uh, flooded. I mean, it's that's a tough situation down there. Um, you know, of course, Mother Nature, we talk about that. But I do think that uh, – I, I, and I think we, we shouldn't be surprised that their offense has been out to lunch, as BJ has said. You know, trying to replace a quill glass, we knew that that was going to be a struggle. Did we think it would be this much of a struggle? I don't think so, but we knew that it was going to take a step back. So the growing pains offensively, I think Bethune Cookman's going to go to is going to go to Huntsville and, and and win this game. So I have Bethune winning. Well, I'm going to be the dissenter here. Yeah, call me loony. Yeah, I've been called worse. Alabama and them, no wins. It's homecoming. That can be distractions. I understand. Coach Richard used to talk about homecoming and, and, and distractions. But I think Alabama and them, I think they're gonna they, they're gonna play their best game of the season. Perfect game, no, but I think they're gonna get it done. And uh, if I'm wrong on that prediction, I'll man up and say next week you guys were right. They're gonna get they didn't get it done. But that's a 2 p.m. game. Mississippi Valley State at, at, at FAMU. I, I'm assuming FAMU campus is okay. Um, they dodge most yeah, of the, uh, the, 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 yeah, the inclement weather. Uh, FAMU is just slowly building up confidence, getting better each week. I like FAMU. And, of course, Valley plays everybody tough. And I said Valley would perhaps be a better team, but their record may not reflect that. Charles, you said they were a sleeper. They were a dog horse. We got it on tape. They have been asleep offensively to me. But um, you know you're going to be in a tough ball game. But I, I like FAMU in this ball game. Yay or nay from the other two on the panel? 
Fam, you. I like yep, BJ. Fam- Quick to the point. <laughs> Fam, you. Uh, Valley, it has been a, a little bit of disappointment. I was expecting a little bit more from Valley at this point. Um, it's a little early, but it's getting late. They got all corn coming up next week. That's going to probably be the one that's going to tilt the scales one way or the other, whether the season will slide down the drain or not, I think will be next week. But this is going to be a tough one. FAMU's getting their little mojo back after the Jackson State loss. I have FAMU. Moving along, the state fair. And by the way, um, FAMU on the Rattle Sport Rattlers, excuse me, Sports uh, Network will come to Pine Bluff and Southern last, but Prairie View and them at Grambling State. Now, you talk about a must win, a team that needs a win, that's Grambling State. But very quietly, Prairie View and them on a one-game winning streak, they're 2-0 and in the conference. Hey, Prairie View wins today. They're the defending West champions. They have a new coach, but the coach that was previously on the staff. This game is on HBCU Go. Prairie View and Grambling State. BJ, who do you like? Prairie View. I think Prairie View defensively, I like what they're able to do. That front seven, that defensive line from Prairie View is amazing. If you haven't seen them play, you might want to check them out um, tonight. They're questionable on the back end. Secondary is not as strong, uh, but that, that defensive line is amazing. And Prairie View can run the football. Uh, Grambling has shown that they can't stop the run, uh, and that's a dangerous combination. Uh, so I like Prairie View to get it get it done. I think that's going to be five in a row uh, for Prairie View over Grambling. Charles? Yeah, I, I have Prairie View as well. You know, going into this season, I didn't expect a whole lot from my alma mater, you know, with, with Hugh Jackson coming in. You know, the whole thing with the G on the side of the helmets, you know, you just added a little bit of aggravation to the week. Um, I don't know if that was necessarily needed. Um, I mean, I like Hugh Jackson as a coach, but does does as a Grambling Knight myself, does Hugh Jackson even understand the significance of the G on the side of the helmets? Does he even understand that whole history? He might, but he might not. And I don't know, and BJ, you could, you could explain this as a player. Something like that is the right type of motivation now, in the second half against Jackson State and against Bethune, they fell off the wagon. And you talked about special teams. They've been in the last couple of games, but they just can't come out in the third quarter and kind of establish themselves. Um, and so I'm kind of concerned about that as a Gremlin Knight myself. I will say this, though, in, in terms of looking at it from a, from a Gremlin Knight and a positive side, if I can. Grambling is maybe the only team in the country that hasn't played a home game yet. They play in Huntsville next week, and then they got three in a row at home. If they somehow get this game in Dallas, I think that's going to turn the West upside down. Of course, that'll lead the Braves as the only undefeated team in the West. And then, you know, we got to go to Valley, got to go to Southern. But this one here, you know, as a Grambling Knight myself, I don't expect Grambling to win. But if they somehow rally the troops and get it together and beat Prairie View, it's going to turn the West upside down. And then all pressure is going to be on all court to continue to do what they've been doing because Grambling's got three in a row at home on the back end of this schedule. That could be very tough and it's hard to win in the hole. I've been saying it for years and I think that could, could spur them on. But my prediction for the moment, my prediction is Prairie View. I just think they're the better team. They're more consistent. But if Grambling gets this one, the West is going to be really wild, I think. I've got Prairie View. 
As BJ alluded to, defensively, they're very good at front seven, and they're physical. And a couple of ingredients, running the football and defense, albeit BJ talked about on the back end needing, um, you know, some improvement there. But they've got two of the three ingredients to keep and put yourself in a position to win it. And nobody. You're looking at a guy who didn't talk a lot about Prairie View. I saw some of their fans talking about everyone's forgotten about Prairie View. We lost our best defensive player. Uh, we got a new coach. And just quietly, they've been getting things done, and they've put themselves in a position. This is a huge ball game for them. They win it. It's a divisional win. It's a win overall in the conference. They're sitting three and zero. But I like I like Prairie View and them to continue the streak. So that's a three up and three down with uh, Prairie View, Alabama State, and Texas Southern. Texas Southern is improved compared to last year. They've got body. They've got uh, receivers. Defensively, still a question mark for me. Alabama State lost last week. I got Alabama State, and, and I got a feeling I'm going to be the only one to pick Alabama State on this one, but I'll see. But Alabama State uh, smarting a little bit after a loss, but they're at Texas Southern. This is a game that in the past couple of years, Texas Southern would drop, but we shall see. I like Alabama State. BJ. I think they'll drop it again. I think Alabama State uh, last week against Preview was coulda, woulda, shoulda. Um, they had opportunities to pull out that ball game. Turnovers killed them. And I think the biggest thing for Alabama State is they have to make a decision at the quarterback position. I understand Demetrius Davis came in with a lot of hype. He's this, that, and the other. But their offense flows with Miles Crawley as the quarterback um, as far as mm. getting the ball down the field. Uh, Demetrius Davis, for everything he does, the exciting, uh, the exciting player that he is athletically, still has a long way to go in the passing game. And you saw that on last week. Uh, but I think Alabama State, I think they get it together. And I think they get the win over Texas Southern. And I think they go into next week, homecoming against Jackson State with a little bit of momentum. Oh, Coach Sanders already talking about yeah, And not to get ahead, but uh, – Somebody has to be a homecoming opponent, but I guess it's it's sensationalism to bring up you regret regret having us for homecoming. It's just a way it happens sometimes. I I I, I don't know. I, I guess I just don't understand that. Maybe everyone can educate me on on that. It's the next doggone game on the schedule. Charles, well, Alabama I, State, I, Texas. I, I can educate you a little bit. I mean, I was talking with our high school coach the other day, and it's just we know homecomings fall on certain dates on the schedule, certain dates on the calendar. And it just so happens that whatever team that you're playing on that particular date, that's the homecoming opponent. It doesn't change. The Swag Master schedule has been out. So it, it's just it's about the calendars, more so about we want to schedule this opponent or that opponent. Now, I, I don't. I don't necessarily, especially when it comes to conference games on homecoming. So I, you know, I think that's, I think that gets way sensationalism. Stop it, Coach Sanders. Stop it. Sensationalism. Yeah, I'm gonna be the odd apple hound on this prediction. This is the first home game for Texas Southern. I'm looking at the schedule. This is their first home game. 
Uh, we know what body did against Southern University. Body's growing up as we speak a little bit. Um, I still think Alabama State has some question marks as, as BJ talked about the quarterback position. I'm going to go with Texas Southern in this one. I've been saying that Texas Southern could, could, could ruin some people's day, and I think this is one of those games. You make the long trip from Montgomery to uh, tech, to Houston. Uh, I, I'm going to go with Texas Southern in this one. I think they this was one that could turn their season around, especially beating Southern. Coach McKinney was very emotional after the game in Arlington, hoisting that trophy and just all the hard work and criticism he's taken, all the darts he's taken. I think this is one that'll continue to propel them. I'm gonna I'm gonna go the other way with this one, and I'm gonna go with Texas Southern beating Alabama State. Wow, yeah, what one game! Wow, it, it was a great victory for them. But uh, just like we've been talking about, you can't think about it if you lost that game, and even when you win it, you enjoy the moment, then you move on. Last but not least, Pine Bluff at Southern University. Charles, who do you have? I got Pine Bluff. I got Pine Bluff. I kind of knew that. I had that feeling. I DJ. got Pine Bluff, and 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 I know I'm. I know the Jaguar. They send me an email if you disagree. I'm on social media. Let me know. But I I got Pine Ooh, Bluff. I'm not. I'll let you know, buddy. <laughs> you, I'm BJ. Will let me know. I'm sure everybody will let me know. I'm going on the record. I'm going with Pine Bluff. I think Pine Bluff wants to prove first of all that the all-core loss last year and this year was a fluke coming back the next week. Uh, I think offensively, what Southern's going to have to do is what Alcorn did, run the football. We ran for almost 400 yards last week. Dooley's a pass-happy coach. Aaron Allen threw for under 100 yards last week, and we scored 38 points. I think the template is there to beat Pine Bluff and expose that defense, but will Dooley do it? I think that's the question. Um, I think playing at Mumford is another situation. If this game were a Golden Lions stadium, I would go with Southern. But I think there's still some carryover two weeks later. I still think there's some carryover. You know, and I'm sure BJ knows this as a player. When you react instead of think, you don't do well. And I just think there's pressure playing at home, coming off this tough loss. Two, it's been two weeks. And, yeah, you should get over it. You should have short memory. But does, does the Jaguar Nation really have short memories? No. I think Southern is going to stumble through this game. I think if they get off to a slow start like they did. Skylar Perry, don't sell this kid short. I just saw him last week. He, he's really good with his feet. They have some pretty good receivers. The middle of that defense with Peppers, who led the team in tackles last week, I think that defense is going to hold Southern in check. And I don't know if Southern bounces back. Even though they're at home, their conference home opener, their first home game in conference under Coach Dooley. I don't know. I'm just I'm not quite sold yet. I'm going with Pine Bluff. BJ. Look, it's bounce back day. It's a bounce back day for for all the the Coach Dooley pass happy narratives. The fact remains from Texas Southern, we threw the ball 40 times, we ran the ball 40 times. We're pretty much balanced right there down the middle. Now, you can make an argument about who ran the ball and when, um, and that's a more valid argument. I think this team coming back, I know the attitude of this team, they can't wait to get on the football field, and it didn't matter who was who it was going to be against. It just happened tonight against Arkansas Pine Bluff. 
that power bluff defense, they're not good against the run, not particularly good against the pass. And that's a bad recipe for uh bad recipe when you're coming off a frustrated Coach Dooley and and that and that offense that did nothing but work on time and worked on fundamentals and worked on those things. And if all corners defensive line got to you that many times, I think Skylar Perry was sacked what six times last week, uh, somewhere in that mm-hmm. number. Imagine what this line this defensive line is going to do healthy. Everyone's back. The gun is fully loaded. Yeah, Jason might be a long Dumas. day for one, Mister Perry, because you, 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 we don't understand. You, you got an all-American left tackle. That's one guy. We're going to be rolling in six or seven. He can't block all six or seven of them, and they're coming. Now give me Southern, and give me Southern big. Well, Jason Dumas is scheduled to start, and, and boy, that's a question I've been getting. And Coach Dooley doesn't really talk about injuries. Um, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I saw him going into the store, him being Jason Dumas. And even then he was like, I'm all right. But he makes a start uh, today. Jordan Lewis against Mark Evans. That's another matchup uh, to, to, to look at. Their backs to the wall, some would say. I like Southern in this ballgame as well. I'll be happy with a seven-point victory. I'll be extremely happy with a 21-point victory, or 14. I, I want to win, but it's going to be interesting to see uh, the makeup of this Southern University team. And then I refer back to a few years ago, Southern got beat by Alcorn State, and everybody was in a bad mood. And they came to Prairie View, and they won 38-0. to Now, that will make some of the uh, Odin's disciples who are still there on Southern campus. <laughs> they were happy that day. But with that being said, I like Southern University in this, in this ball game. You got to win the week. You got to have a short memory, laser focus today, and look no further. Next week, Coach Dooley goes back to Prairie View to play a football game. Then all corners coming on. This is the month of October, BJ. You know what that means. Historically, that's been a make it or break it month. We'll simply leave it there. But for Southern University and other teams, all corn to Charles, because the same yeah. people that are frustrated with Southern, they were frustrated with all corn. I talked to some. And, and still are. Last, yeah, and last week, I don't want to call names out, but I will start calling out names. It's an awkward night that told me, thank God for the running game, because he says Alcorn's one-dimensional. But, hey, they got the win. What it proves in this conference so far, if you got a good quarterback who understands the concepts, That carries you a long way. So other teams are still working in quarterbacks and getting them um, into the process. Um, there's a game should be going on now, BJ, North Carolina Central and Campbell. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts on it? Big game. North Carolina Jack Central. North Carolina Central ahead, right now is taking it on the, uh, on, the ch- on the chin, man. Campbell is showing that that's a big physical team. I think people look at that one or two record. And don't look at the schedule and see who they played and, and then think. Uh, but this Campbell team is – they're dominant. 
Um, and right now they're dominating North Carolina Central. Um, and, and they look good doing it, man. They're they're big on the offensive line, defensive line, and those fronts are going to cause some problems for Jackson State. Your top five, and and, and I saw it on social media. And uh, uh, BJ, you're like me. I, I I I took some heat from last week, calling out some of the Southern fans, rightfully so, and I'll still stand by that. Um, but your top five. Number one, we all know who that is, is Jackson State. Uh, two, I had North Carolina Central. Um, in the third place, I had Prairie View. Uh, in the uh, fourth spot, I had Alcorn. And in the fifth spot, I had South Carolina State. Well, they lost Thursday night, but they played up. Uh, Prairie View, it, just in the back of my mind, it's it's like – did I? And I'm talking about me personally. Did I sell them short? Nobody really talked about them. Remember, I told them. Well. I told people at media day. I told people mm-hmm. at media day. I am not sleeping on Prairie View. Like I, I kept saying that's why at media day. I do not agree where Prairie View is predicted to finish. That team is is. There's a lot of talent on that football team. So I, I think the West is still in play. For several teams. But again, I'll stick back to the month of October will be the telltale. For some, November won't matter. For some, November will matter. But the next couple of weeks uh, for certain teams, it is going to be crucial. And I know everybody is basically saying it's Jackson State versus question mark. Could be a replay. A rematch of last year. I I guess the East is much more settled, but the West is still to play. Uh, closing comments from each of the guests. Charles, we'll, we'll give you one minute. Yeah, our thoughts, my, my thoughts and prayers are with the people in Florida. We talked about, um, you know, Bethune-Cookman's campus. I talked with Brian Fulford, one of our producers who lives in Florida. He's safe and sound. I mean, it was a devastating. I have a cousin that lives in Tampa. They dodged it. Um, so it's, it's you know, our thoughts and prayers are with the folks in Florida. And I'm looking forward to seeing some of these games today. We're, we're going to see the Medal of Grambling. We're going to see the Medal of Prairie View. We're going to see the Medal of Southern University. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing these games in one of the few bye weeks that we have just to see how things uh, kind of settle in as we approach uh, the midway point of the season. BJ? I second Charles' uh, thoughts and prayers with uh, all those families and uh, everyone impacted by the, the hurricane this week. Uh, really praying for everyone there. October. Uh, we call it this is the month you separate the pretenders from the contenders. Uh, the class of the conference is going to really step up front uh, the, over these next couple of weeks. So all these games are critical. They're crucial. Uh, it's good to see Alcorn State kind of back to where Alcorn State has been. And I like the way that they're doing it. They're doing it in a way that's Alcorn State-like. Uh, they're running the, running the ball and playing defense. And that's what made them successful. And that just lets you know when you have a, win, a winning formula, it doesn't matter what other people do. It doesn't matter whatever, what's sexy. What works for your program works for your program. Uh, so looking forward to the games today. Uh, homecoming at Alabama A&M. Happy homecoming to all the Bulldogs. 
Uh, the Jags returned to, returned to Mumford. We got the State Fair Classic finally on television after a few years uh, a few years off. Valley going to FAMU, uh, Texas Southern and Alabama State, and tonight the the race uh, the races in the East and West will start taking a little bit more form. It'll start shaping up a little bit more after this week. Uh, so we'll have a lot to talk about on next week. I'll just keep it simple. I, I appreciate everyone, and if I can do this, uh, who's watching, of course, uh, Chuck, Chuck, excuse me, Chuck Hunt, um, also Theo Quest Major. Uh, who else would we have here? Uh, Travis Tyrone Banks. Um, thank you, Chuck. Uh, Michael Catmulia, appreciate you uh, tuning in. Troy Franklin. Um, Want to thank. Um, all of the guests, uh, we, we had a slow start to getting on. Technology is a great thing, but sometimes you have to make adjustments. I want to thank Roy for coming in, pitching in, and helping out. We were able to make adjustments, not before halftime, but in the first uh, uh, quarter. Uh, appreciate all the guests. Quincy Reshore, I, I really enjoyed talking with him. Um, I hope you understood and took what he talked about as far as the, the quarterback play and how it's a process. And um, let's, let's cheer on this Southern Jaguar football team. Win, lose, or draw, it's a process. And uh, we hope, and I hope, that the crowd is electric in A.W. Mumford Stadium. I, I kind of wonder how the energy is going to be after a, a, a tough loss and then waiting two weeks to uh, play a football game that's it and of course everyone who was affected by the uh, the hurricane this past uh week until next saturday for bj and charles Edmund, i'm Coles brown you know 11 central at least most times <laughs> right here on black college sports network until next time as always peace and god bless Charles, I want to see that chant in a couple of weeks something, coming down. Something's going on with Charles' arm. <laughs> <laughs> Charles,